0: Hi, hi, hello. I have so many topics to talk with you about today. Today I'm here by my lonesome. um, And I'm hoping this doesn't give the vibe of telling someone about your dreams because I have a feeling that that's what it's going to feel like. But I haven't. If you like it, like it. (laughs) I just want someone to ask me what I'm liking on the internet right now. (laughs) And I would say to that question, I would tell you. Great question. Let me tell you, I'm really loving bearded men doing dance try-on hauls. (laughs) Really funky try-on hauls though. So I'm going to need you to go check out Marquee Mode and Jay Beach because these, these fashion icons doing their thing, doing little jigs as they try on their like funky outfit is the best part of my day. I swear. I just think constantly. There are so many weird things on the internet. Actually, I'm going to tell you this story. So I started Do Less Club last night. We had our first office hours. And office hours are really the place where mics are open. Everyone can chat. We We all have social media. So it's great to get feedback on Just everything that you're doing. Like, we all perceive social media. So why not – why do I have to have the mic all the time, you know? It's a place where we can talk. So anyway, I have this – I have this do less club girl who used to be a cheese curd account. You heard that right a cheese curd account. And since then, she's kind of pivoted into travel and just food blogging in general. She's from Wisconsin, couldn't possibly be from anywhere else. Wouldn't make sense if she was from anywhere else with a cheese curd account. But she's made money online from being a cheese curd account. So if you needed, if you needed a little boost of confidence to be weird, let your freak flag fly, be you, do you, this is it because you can be a cheese card account online and make money doing it. If you like it, like it. <laughs> All right. So before I get into my actual topic of the show, something you've been asking me to talk about... I want to do a little update on carousel posts. Um, Your girl's been leaning into carousel posts quite a bit more over the last, I don't know, couple of months. And this has felt so stinking weird. And it's felt like I am throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I'm putting in a lot of work on my carousels because I want to find a format that Feels right long-term cry about it now, right? Just like my little ray of health, (laughs) my gal pal little ray of health says, um, cry about it now so that you don't have to cry about it later. So I've been, I've been posting a ton more carousels. Go look at my page. If you want a visual example of how I'm doing this with words over the screen. And, you know, I felt a lot of pushback, um, with this idea Back when I first started my business, everyone was still posting carousels that were informational, add value, you know, said in quotes. I hate that term because it's so intangible. And I I just didn't want to do it, you know. I started as this uh, travel, fitness, who knows what kind of account. And I started with pictures. I liked the pretty pictures. I was doing photo shoots all the stinking time. I did not know how to jump into video when I first started. And so the idea of making a text Canva post, the gag, that made me, that felt so icky. So I put it off. Reels came through hard, hard carousels, any kind of picture posts were getting like, I don't know, a hundred likes, like something tragic. And I didn't bring them back until recently when I started seeing carousel posts pick up a a bit. So I've been literally path of least resistance, writing my thoughts down in my notes, screenshotting it, going into the story editing slide, and copy and pasting that little text blurb over old photos. Not new photos, like nothing special. A lot of story editing. I've been playing around with story editing because, I don't know, something about going into Canva. Does anyone else feel this way where, you know, you just cringe at the idea of... Uploading your photos into Canva, fussing around with it and the text, and nudging all of the text over on your app or on the computer, and re-downloading it, then uploading it to your phone. Like, I meh. all of that sounds awful. I get such a visceral, re- <laughs> clearly, I get such a visceral no to that. I'm, I know I'm being dramatic, but just like I can't, I don't, I don't want to do it. So I've been playing around with it, but. Here's the point that I actually wanna make is try out carousels, play with carousel posts because yesterday's post is now at, I wanna say almost 2000 likes. It has a higher reach than my normal reels Higher reach than the majority of my most recent reels, which have love-hate relationship with the algorithm right now. It's fine. Ups and downs. It happens. But carousels are just, I think, the hidden gem right now of Instagram. Hidden gem. People are really liking the slowed down ability to read through text. It's a great way to actually tell a story where you have people's attention for a little bit longer than that video post. Also the fact that you can swipe back and read things again, as opposed to a reel where, hello, you have to restart the video completely over if you want to watch it again, or if you want to hear literally one word be said again, because the closed captioning had a typo or something. I don't know. So I wanna push you to try out carousels in the way that feels right. Go into your story editing options, try things out, play around. I'm gonna give you an amazing example that I love of someone that's doing this so well. She's definitely editing in another platform. Um, The account is called Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. And these photos these photos are so casual, so, so casual. And she's writing her little thoughts along the outside. She's giving me maybe like a day, in a, a day in the life or some mindset advice. It's so, so simple. It's so, so casual. And it's exactly what I want on my feed right now exactly what I want on my feed right now I am so tired of consuming in quotes value my brain is at capacity I don't want to learn more so having a slowed down option where I feel like it isn't a push to consume more I don't know there's something different um so your challenge your challenge this week should I do challenges every week Let me know if you think I should do challenges for every podcast. Um, My challenge for you is to play with carousels, post a carousel, make it the path of least resistance. You don't need photo shoot images. Build a new Instagram, you know? Build the Instagram that you want to have. I went to my story yesterday and I asked you what you want to hear on brand Meet Creator. What can I talk about? What can I do a little bit of a lesson on? I didn't really have anything planned and I was kind of shocked by the response. You want to hear about this Do Less Club journey and like what this update is on my perfectionism and how I'm doing and how I'm going and all that jazz. So I guess this is just like a little story time today about where I'm at and how we're doing with trying to do less. So backing it up to a little bit further back, I mean, I've talked about this a lot is that I've just been so extremely burnt out the last couple of months. It all kickstarted with a little bit of family drama, a little bit of family trauma, um, and a huge lack of boundaries. and the problem was that I dove into work heavily, heavily, heavily. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, push, push harder. You know, I started two businesses. I started two businesses within two years. Regrets. Don't do it. It was a lot. But now that those businesses are scaling and growing, I really hit a wall of like, wow, I don't want to show up. There's a lot changing. We got married during this time. We got Hank at this time, had a new puppy who's now – he just turned one. Happy birthday, Hank. 80-pound German shepherd. Like When Hank wants to go outside, Hank gets what he wants. When Hank needs something – Hank gets what he wants. It's Hank's world. I'm just living in it. So there was a lot of this pull away from focusing on me and doing self care. And the just issue that I was having was I would get so stuck in this all or nothing mindset where I was like, okay, I'm going to meditate in the morning or I'm going to work out for X amount of time or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to do whatever. And it was just too much for me. And I was constantly feeling like I was a failure. I wasn't showing up enough. I wasn't doing enough. And it wasn't like uh, I wasn't worthy of something. And I think that differentiation was really pivotal for me is it wasn't about my self-worth. I know what I'm worth. I will preach it to the moon that, you know, know you're worth, you're worth more. Don't accept free Gifts for your work, right? But when it came down to it, what I was doing wasn't enough. And what I've been learning over the last couple of months is how to accept that half assing something is actually the best thing that I can do. I can half ass my workout, I can half ass my meditation in the morning, I can make coffee, make breakfast, make sure that I eat breakfast before I drink coffee while I'm listening to a meditation and get my brain moving and get that morning routine flowing without feeling like, wow, I'm a failure because I didn't sit still. I didn't get quiet. And that's been the weirdest realization for me is that I get so stuck, so, so stuck in this all or nothing. So I've done a ton of work recently. I started therapy again and – therapy is like dating. Therapy, therapy sucks. Finding a therapist sucks. Let me rephrase that. I searched for a therapist for months and months and couldn't get a call back, couldn't get any kind of response from anyone. Eventually jumped onto BetterHelp and both of the, both of the therapists that I worked with just like weren't really my vibe. They didn't get it. And so anytime I talked about business, anytime I talked about social, which is what I really needed help with was just work-life boundaries. It turned into, well, how are you feeling with your husband today? And I was like, great. We're doing great. That's not the problem. (laughs) Don't force me to talk about my husband that I love. I want to talk about my issues. Make me cry. Go ahead. So I ended up actually doing a couple things all at once because I was at, this was probably, I don't know, August or so. I just felt like I was trying to swim with a weighted vest on. I felt like I was barely staying afloat and everything was negative. All of these issues kept coming to light and I was drowning in it. I didn't want to show up online. I felt like every time I showed up, I wasn't doing enough. Here's that issue again. And I just constantly felt like a failure. So I did three things. Number one, I signed up for a friend's life coaching group program, burnout program, The Beam Life, which – 10 out of 10 recommend. It's been so helpful. My friend uh, Caitlin, who also runs the Beam Life podcast, is amazing. And the one biggest takeaway, this is so wild that it's helped so much, that she's given to me one small habit is after every day, after every single day, what you're going to do is say, I did enough because I did X especially well. One thing. I did X especially well, and that's all that I needed to do. I did enough because of that. Has nothing to do with the rest of your checklist. Has nothing to do with how many boxes you checked off because you know sometimes life happens, and that was what I was falling into. Was life was happening? There was there was fires popping up with uh, the agency and growing pains and client issues and notifications and just so many things spiraling in my brain that I couldn't take it down to the deepest level of like I did what I was supposed to do and that's all that I should expect from myself. has nothing to do with what other people should expect from me. My my whole issue has been I have such high standards for myself that I don't put on anyone else. I minimize all of my achievements and maximize everyone else is, cheerleader for everyone but myself. So every day I would say, I did X especially well, so I did enough. And day in, day out, the thing that made it enough, the thing that I was doing especially well was really just connecting with people. I had this one really good conversation. I helped X person move the needle and feel more comfortable moving forward. I helped them to pivot. I helped them to whatever. I made them feel comforted. And that was all that I needed to do. I had to have the conversations. So all of the weird clerical stuff, all of the shoulds, all of the um, you need to be sending out an email today because email marketing is the best way to keep your audience and yada, yada, all these rules on the internet. They weren't for me. Not all advice needs to be for you. And it became this gut check of why am I not chasing what feels good and what is my gut response of what I should be doing in my life to be successful, to be happy, and actually staying true to myself. And one of my Do Less Club girls actually said this this morning in one of our co-working sessions that I do with our alums and it it stuck with me. Um she said you have to be a net not a scoop. A net not a scoop. When you're taking advice on the internet, whether that's social media advice, business advice, health advice, life advice, fashion advice, I don't care, be a net not a scoop because not all advice is for you so anyway back to my original story I started the beam life this group coaching program I started um hypnotherapy actually which was a whole wild journey and also something that I really struggled to invest in because it is it is pretty expensive um Julie Costa is amazing she's a hypnotherapist and don't think of hypnotherapy like watching a pendulum swing that that ain't it that ain't it. Think of it more like a visualization exercise and a guided meditation. So you make your body really calm, you go inward, you get quiet, and you think about really where you want to be and you start to reprogram some of those internal beliefs. So we took a lot of the family trauma that I was dealing with and broke it all down and really, again, came to this conclusion of I have I can control what I can control and I can't control how they perceive me. So why am I trying to pretend to be someone else? And I will scream this to the rooftops with my clients. If you are more worried about how you're being perceived than how you're being, you are not showing up as your best self for your audience. Let me back that up. Let me say that again. If you are more concerned with how you're being perceived than how you're actually being, you are not showing up as your best self for your audience. For anyone, really. For anyone. I was so focused on getting these people to like me and, you know, figuring out how how to create this picture-perfect fairy tale. And that just wasn't It wasn't worth my time, so she helped me to release a lot of that. Um, Ten out of ten recommend that. Ten out of ten recommend just her guided hypnosis uh, recordings, pre-recorded recordings. So I'm going to drop those down below. Clearly, I did a lot. Clearly, I did a lot of work in the last couple of months. Um, I also started uh, medicating for anxiety. All at the same time. All at the same time. Thank God for all of this. I used hers, which I ten out of ten recommend as well. All of these steps, oh, God, there was just so much that happened. I, th- And this all happened in the span of a week. Is like I, cu- I quit therapy. I pulled the trigger on this big investment in hypnosis, which I probably need to do again. And I started on anxiety meds with hers. I am so thankful that I do that. And I haven't figured out how exactly to talk about that on social media yet because I want to. I've had so many conversations in my DMs about this or just in real life about medicating your anxiety or depression or whatever you're struggling with. And it was when I had been thinking about it and when I was talking to my husband about it, it became a... Well, I don't need that. You know, it's fine if anyone else does it, but this is me. It became that high standards thing again. And that's so stinking silly. That's so, so stinking silly that we'd sit in it and say, This has to be hard. I have to struggle through. To be successful, to be where I wanna be, I have to struggle through. Uh uh, uh uh. You do not need to struggle through. You can get help. You can ask for help. You can take whatever help feels right to you, whether that is, you know, therapy. Whatever modality, um, leaning into the woo-woo world, I feel like that's really what I did. Was like it's just been this whole journey of of going inward and trying to get a little bit more quiet. I struggle with that so hugely. Like, I mean, clearly I'm over here saying, you know, I make breakfast in the morning and make coffee while I'm listening to this meditation because I can't get quiet. I really struggle with this. Listening to my gut thing, and I'm really good at it for everyone else, literally, when I am talking to clients and we finally reach the thing that is right for them, I cannot even describe this feeling. Like, can you tell I'm like on the edge of my seat, getting so excited? When we have that click? and ugh, there's nothing like it. I get this gut response. Like I get butterflies, physical butterflies when that happens. And I can tell them right then and there, this is exactly what you should be doing. But I was closing off to that response for myself because I felt like I wasn't making the right decision. So throughout this whole process, this is really when I started Do Less Club and leaned into, okay, okay, back it up. I had tons of conversations around this before I ever got started. I think I probably spent, you know, two full days on Voxer with a variety of people just like bouncing ideas around and trying to <laughs> trying to feel validated in this pivot because Again, you hear all of these rules online. And in my brain, I was saying, I have to have this full program. I have to rely on these pre recorded modules, passive income, blah, blah, blah. And when it came down to it, I mean, what did I just say? All of my enoughs, I'm doing enough because, were because I had these fantastic conversations with people. So in creating Do Less Club, where we're talking about, the overthinking. We're talking about the perfectionism. We're making those tweaks in your branding and how you feel comfortable and relying on that one-on-one conversation or group conversation and people's feedback. It, it really opened my eyes to, okay, this is your strong suit. This is your strong suit is facilitating these conversations that community is actually valuable. And if you had talked to me six months ago, I would have said, I can't sell a feeling or it's really hard to sell a feeling. So it's really hard to lean on just the community and not, I have so much information. I can feed you all of the information, all of the how-tos, all of the everything, blah, blah, blah. But in my head, I know that one-on-one conversation moves the needle. I will scream that from the rooftops that one-on-one conversation moves the needle. Clearly, I've had enough of it with (laughs) all of the feedback that I've gotten. So I'm over here playing by the rules with my last program that I had run eight times, eight times in my business, eight, and saying, I feel ick about it. I feel so gross about my own program. And it has nothing to do with if it's a good program or if people are seeing results. It has to do with how it feels in my gut. So that's kind of where we're sitting right now. I feel a lot better. I think that on the burnout train, I it took so much longer than I wanted it to to recover. And I still think I'm coming back from it. Um, So I'm still trying to take it pretty easy, which is why my content has shifted immensely in the last couple of months. I really went from, I mean, if we want to roll it back to beginnings on Instagram, I brought transition tutorials to Instagram. I brought transition tutorials to Instagram as a native editing platform. And to spend so much time on that niche so much stinking time. I literally don't think I could have pushed out more content because every, every week I was like, is this too simple? Is this transition tutorial too simple? I am trying to do things that people aren't doing. So it can't be a simple thing. It has to be more creative. It has to be more showy. It has to be more interesting. I have to get people's attention. And I put out a couple really good ones that like went mega viral all in a row on on Instagram. It's the summer of 2021. I put out one uh, where you're you look like you're spinning on a on a turnstile, and then I put out another one where it looks like you are on a uh, treadmill almost, where you're like zooming past in different outfits, and those got replicated so many times and i i think that that was really the start of this whole burnout phase of i i can't do more i i need to pivot my niche and as i started to do that i mean you can you can go back and see the progression of the many different paths that I've been down, some of them not so fitting and some of them a little bit better. It's a whole learning progression. And what I've really needed to see throughout this process is what feels right to me. What feels right to me? And it has nothing to do with what I'm supposed to do. It has nothing to do with what the algorithm says, blah, blah, blah. It has to do with when I'm putting out my authentic self, someone's going to see it and feel that it's authentic. And it's, it, it blows my mind how this happens. Like weird, being yourself works. Yeah. Acting like your actual self works because people can tell when you're faking it. People can smell inauthentic from across the room, right? So I have so many conversations all the time with my clients about wait, but hold up, this actually isn't you. Why are you trying to be so picture perfect when you're actually really cynical, really sarcastic, really dramatic, all said in a positive light? So why aren't we seeing that? Like people have that humor. So why are you trying to connect with this weird, different personality of like cool girl that you think you're supposed to be? We have two different parties on the internet right now. We have your cheese curd accounts. We have your Elise Myers who like, again, I will just scream from the rooftops about because I feel like she really kickstarted this this two-party path of Instagram of You know, here are your storytellers, here are your like weirdos, here are your people that are doing something different and more authentic, and then here are your, you know, aesthetic girlies. And both are fine. Both are fine. You find your path. But as someone that wasn't the cool girl in high school, I really feel this weird pull to try to be, and it's not a good fit it's it's not a good fit and i always hear this i always hear this like weird feedback of from my clients or people or whoever saying but Harley you're so cool <laughs> i'm just not i am absolutely not i feel like i attract the weirdest of the weird and i collect i collect people that are really bizarre because i love just laughing over stupid things <laughs> Clearly, from my like my if you like it, like it, you'll know that the weirder, be better. i I find so much joy and unique. um more than I should, more than I should, because that probably adds to the pressure of all of this. So anyway, there you have it. my little my little update. we're on the we're on the up and up. and I think the the tangible takeaway for you. If you are feeling like you are so stuck and burnt out and you couldn't possibly find the brain capacity to do the thing you know you're supposed to do, I I would get quiet. I would pull it back. I would consume less. I would reflect more and really try to lean into your gut response. Marinate on it does this feel good to you? Does this post feel good? Does this long caption feel good? Does talking on my story feel good or does it not? Does it give you the ick? Because if it gives you the ick, see ya, don't want to do it. If you're telling yourself, I have to show up more on my story. I have to um, do whatever sort of thing because all of the aesthetic girlies on instagram that have a billion gajillion followers are showing up on their stories and talking for 20 slides hold up hold up but are you going to get the engagement of their a billion gajillion followers that have known them for years no so reinvent it reinvent it do what feels right they'll know they'll know that's my takeaway be you Well, I appreciate you times a billion for sticking around and listening to my full burnout journey of the past six months, eight months, whole year, whole life, don't know, and all of the healing that's gone along with it. I would love to hear in my DMs. I would love to chat about this with you if you're feeling the same. Um, Know that I can be a sounding board if you're feeling some sort of way and Let's chat more on Instagram.